how to understand the future, we're going to look at the best strategy for health, the best strategy in our emotional well-being, and the best strategy for our finances, and somewhat forecasting what we can do to prepare ourselves. Welcome to the Dr. Espen podcast, where we explore the latest in quantum science, personal development, consciousness, and spirituality, health, as well as business and money mastery. Join me as I interview experts from all over the world, sharing the most incredible stories of transformation. This is where we provide you with the exact tools and coaching activities you need to expand your consciousness in each of the eight areas of your life. For more info on our events, programs, coaching, etc., go to drspen.com for the full quantum experience. Today's conversation is really, really exciting, and I'll tell you a quick little story. Today's topic is how we can consciously prepare for what is coming. There is also a video in Dr. ETV in the channel. You'll actually see a video in there called a Forecasting Our Future, a Hypothesis by Dr. Espanyambi. What I did is I went through all of the stuff that I've ever learned. I looked at some of the greatest people in the world that I follow, some of the people that have been deplatformed, including some incredible masterminds. Obviously, you know, freedom of speech is gone. And I also looked at the other side. So I looked at all of the stuff that I've got. I pulled out also, I sat with this for many, many months and coupled with my intuition and what I truly do believe in my heart is coming. I looked at astrology and the way planets are moving. You know, right now, for example, in the world, we have the super moon. The moon brings out all the healing. It shines a light and, and kind of emphasizes any wounding in your life, any wounding in your relationships. And it brings, it forces that change, yes? And so I looked at astrology, I looked at philosophy, I looked at science, I looked at many different structures and sciences. And I actually just did a video called Forecasting the Future Hypothesis. And the hypothesis is based on how I believe the entire world right now is going through what's called ascension. The entire world is actually raising its vibration. Now, far from being an abstract notion, we know this in science. To give you some context, you know, a little while ago, people were saying this is going to be the, the end of the world in December 2012. You guys remember that? It was the end of the Mayan calendar. Well, in December 2012, it wasn't the end of the world as we know it. It was the end of a 26,000-year cycle. Okay, Plato, the incredible scientist and philosopher, referred to this 26,000-year cycle as the great year. The great year, not the shorter year, but the really the greater year, a greater year. In science, it's known as precession. Precession. And precession speaks to the actual spin of the planet. So the planet doesn't spin around. It actually spins on an axis. And so you have the sun over here. You have the earth over here. And obviously, the earth goes around the sun. The sun goes around the bigger sun, etc. But the earth also spins on an axis. Now, for the earth to spin on, on its own axis and come back to neutral, that takes 25,000 to 26,000 years. As I said, in science, in astrology, Astronomers call it precession. Plato called it the great year. The point that I'm trying to make is that right now we are coming into what's called sunspots. Okay. So we were, and bear with me, 
we were the furthest away from the sun. We were receiving the less amount of light, photons, particles of light. We were literally, uh, structurally, physically receiving less light on the planet in December 2012. Okay? That's when we were literally in the dark ages. Okay? So you have the golden age, the bronze age, the dark age, etc. These are ancient, ancient periods of time that the planet shifts through. So why is this so important when we're talking about forecasting the future and preparing for what's coming? Well, you know just as well as I do that all the pyramids are placed in a very specific way. So specific, in fact, to the detail that they 100% with accuracy mimic the actual movement of the stars and the positioning of the stars. So we know that ancient civilizations have been before us. I mean, we still can't create the pyramids today. So we must at some point have had an awakened civilization that was able to actually create these pyramids. We can't make them today. We still haven't got the science caught up to be able to do what they did thousands and thousands of years ago. So when we understand that our ancestors were ahead of us scientifically, they were ahead of us, they were more technologically advanced, they were able to provide aspects of reading the sky that we haven't been able to do yet, they were able to build the pyramids. Well, we know that they looked to the sky. They looked to the stars for their answers. So what I did is I studied this for a long time and I understood that the entire universe moves in cycles. Okay, it's called a cyclical universe. It's real simple. 365 days, 168 hours of the week, 24 hours of the day, and the different seasons. Right now in Australia, we're coming into winter. Okay, there's going to be spring, there's going to be summer, there's going to be autumn. You know the sun is going to go down tonight, you know the sun is going to come back up again tomorrow. So what, what's the point that I'm trying to make? Well, if we're able to somewhat forecast the future, then we have to look at the sky and look at the stars and the movement of the planets because we know how much of an effect they have on our lives. The most basic example is really simple. The tides go up and down based on how the sun shines onto the moon, which reflects back to us. Okay? So Plato called it the great year. Scientists, astronomers call it precession, the 26,000-year uh, cycle of spinning on its axis. And in December 2012, we were the furthest away from the sun. That means that we were literally receiving less light. Okay? Let's call it enlightenment and delightenment, if you want to use such a silly term. So there's more light and there's less light. There's high sunspots and low sunspots. There's the dark ages, and then there's the enlightened golden age. So just to give you some context, in December 2012, we were the furthest away from the light. Ever since then, now until 2021, we have been spinning on an axis and we've been coming into the light. If you look at the Schumann residence, and by the way, what I've seen lately, there's a big black when you look at the Schumann resonance, which measures the resonance and the frequency of the energy on the planet coming from the sun, it looks like NASA or someone else has actually cut out a piece of the Schumann resonance measurement because it goes from high to suddenly black to back to normal. So either they're hiding something or there is something wrong with their measuring device. I reckon it's actually the first. And what's really interesting right now is that you can actually understand how to look at the planets and you know the sun's going to come up tomorrow. You know there's going to be spring after winter, et cetera. 
And as such, we can prepare for what is coming. We can't know with exact accuracy, but we can know by studying the movement of the planets. And that's what we're going to get into in the next section now, where we're going to talk about how to understand the future. We're going to look at the best strategy for health, the best strategy in our emotional well-being, and the best strategy for our finances in the way of a somewhat forecasting what we can do to prepare ourselves. Step number one, let's talk about health. Health truly is wealth. The greatest asset you can ever have is health. Like the Dalai Lama said, the most perplexing thing that humans do is they spend their entire life trying to find money or get a hold of money, and then they get sick, and then they spend all that money that they tried to get trying to recuperate their health, which of course doesn't work. So you've got to recognize that your number one asset is your own energy. The key to this is really important. One, let's talk about health. Our greatest asset is our health. So what does it mean to be healthy? And I'll ask you this question. Does being healthy mean the absence of symptoms? Well, maybe, but maybe not. But can we tell if we're well or if we're sick by symptoms? Well, the answer is, of course, no. I can have cancer and still feel fine. I can have heart disease and still feel nothing. I can even have diabetes, all of these three conditions at the same time, and I can still get up in the morning, go to work, and feel absolutely no different to the day before or the year before. So what is it that then defines how well we are? It's not just the feeling, it also is the function. Because if everything in your body is functioning at 100%, if your brain's at 100%, your liver's at 100%, your eyes are 100%, your heart's at 100%, or at least higher up on that scale, maybe 80 90%, well, then you can't be sick. You can't be sick if the function is optimized to that 100%. So how do we then understand function? Well, the first thing to comprehend is that your body is actually only made up of 0.01% physical matter. So I'll say that one more time. Your body, who you really are, what you see in front of me, like my hands, for example, these are actually only made up of 99.9% .9 physical. I know it sounds weird, but that's what the senses can comprehend. And the truth is that 99.9% .9 of your body is made up of pure space, pure space. And that space, that everythingness, is a consciousness. It has an awareness, and it has a specific frequency. When you are lower on the frequency, if you have a lower vibration, okay, energy, frequency, and vibration is the core of creation. If you have a lower vibration, that's when you have disease. As a primary healthcare physician, I refer to that as a diagnosis or a disease, but I'd rather like to call it an issue in the tissue because it's actually just showing you where you need to look. Sometimes you say the disease is the cure because if you eat unhealthy and you pig out and you get bloated, you're not bloated because you're sick, you're bloated because you pig out. So it's really important to comprehend for a moment that maybe the disease is not actually the problem or the symptom is not actually the problem. Maybe it's actually trying to show you something. So let's break this down and make it really simple. Since only 0.01% of your body is made up of the physical, then it's kind of counterintuitive to look at your healing, to look at your health and well-being as a physical thing. Because we know that all of the particles, the physical bits of matter that makes up your being, your physical self, they're held together by a field of energy. If I put your hand under a microscope and I go deep enough, from a molecule to an atom to a nucleus all the way down, I'll find that the absolute majority of you is space. And this space has a vibration. If the vibration is lower on the scale, 
the physical body will be sick. If it's higher on the scale, to a certain degree, the physical body will be healthy. Fear vibrates at 100 hertz on the Hawkins scale, and love vibrates at 528 hertz on the Hawkins scale. So you can increase your vibration if you're in a state of fear or fight or flight. You could have a five times, a 5x increase in your body and still be humanly alive. So the truth is that a disease or a dis-ease is a lack of flow. It's a lower vibration. It's an interference pattern, as we say in physics. So the first aspect is to understand that if you want to improve your health, you have to start looking at the world in a different way. You have to start to see and comprehend, understand, perceive, believe, and therefore achieve that you're not a physical being. You're a spiritual consciousness-based being having a human experience. So then putting yourself into environments that make you feel great, that make you want to eat well, that make you want to move your body, that inspires you to be well is the absolute key to this. And as we teach in, in our curriculums, to go back in time to an uncomfortable experience, you know, a trauma that you had when you were five, seven, ten years old, and actually sit with it and feel it and fully heal it is one of the key components to actually being able to raise your vibration. Because as I say, when you let go of fear, the truth will appear so simple and clear. You are already actually that vibration. So I know this may sound a little bit difficult to understand, but what I would do is I would start seeing your body as something that is non-physical and asking the question, what kind of people, what kind of life events, what kind of circumstances, what kind of environment do I need to put myself in to express vitality? That might be your exercise for today. Write that down. What kind of people, what kind of circumstances, what kind of environment, what kind of situations do I need to place myself in consciously, regularly, and deliberately that's going to raise my vibration, that's going to help me feel better and make better decisions. And as a primary healthcare physician, may I just say this, if there is one time to really take responsibility for your health, if you're considering having the jab or not, nonetheless, you want to be prepared. This is not a time to be drinking alcohol and smashing the unhealthy foods and, and really letting yourself go. This is not the time. If you eat unhealthy four days a week, you might want to shorten that back to one. You might want to start doing some intermittent fasting, some cleansing. You might stop dropping the actual unhealthy things into your body and onto your body and actually start really raising your physical health. Because if you get the jab, there's going to be consequences. And you know it. You can't have a drug without a side effect or direct effect. And if you don't, well, there are still things happening in the universe, isn't there? And you might be affected by someone who has or hasn't, whatever that might be. I'm not going to go into detail. But nonetheless, whichever side of the fence you're on, and I'm not speaking to anyone being better or worse, I'm saying prepare yourself by improving your health and your vibration by taking conscious little actions every single day. And you will not regret it when and if something comes around, then you're going to need all of the health and vibration that you can get. Okay? So now's the time to put your health first.
And for those of you watching, I just want to really emphasize that, of course, what, what we're speaking to right now is not financial advice. I'm not a financial advisor. I'm not going to give you financial advice, but I'm just going to tell you what I'm doing. And I've been preparing for this for many years now. Right now, with what's happening in the world, we're seeing a major change to our economy. Would that be fair to say? Of course, so much of what's happening right now is something that most of us haven't prepared for. I hadn't prepared for it either. You know, we were running a live events company and suddenly someone says, you can't leave your house. Well, how are you going to do live events? So we pivoted really quickly and I listened to a Dutch astronomer yesterday and he was talking about the changes of the moon and how Uranus is coming into the equation. Uranus is going to fast forward this change drastically. And he was saying that if you don't have an online business, if you don't have an online opportunity to make money, then really quickly consider that now. I'm not saying that you're not going to be able to go to your cafe or go to your local shop. I'm saying just as well as I do, that if they throw this at us again, where they say no one's going to work, everyone's in lockdown or something of that nature, you're going to have to make money. In the Conscious Enterprise Retreat that we hold in Cairns, which is from the 11th to the 16th, I spent six days with people actually helping them how find out and structure how to go from what we call unpacking your purpose to service, tapping into your soul, understanding why you're here, and then actually building a business out of it. So let us know if you have any questions about the Conscious Enterprise Retreat. But here are those three things that I'm really doing to prepare myself in what's coming with the financial stuff. If you want the full lecture, it's on Dr. ETV. Uh, you'll see the link in the chat section again in a moment. And that's where I, I did a, a two and a half hour lecture called Unmasking the Financial Matrix. I took you back in time and I showed you how through millennia, there's been this thing called a power grab. And what happens is that, oh, if you go back to the ancient Romans, for example, um, the guys that came into power real quick, if you don't have a higher level of consciousness, if you don't have a love-based level of consciousness, then you're very likely to become selfish and ego-driven. Greed is a very, very toxic, dangerous emotion. Just to speak to the truth, they say about 80 to 85% of the world's population has less than $2.50 per day to their name. No clean food and no clean water. And of course, you have the, the billionaires out there that will do anything to get more for themselves in the detriment of others. We know also that there is enough treasure in the Vatican to make every person on the planet a multimillionaire. Okay, so there's enough for everyone. So why don't we have equality? Well, because we're out of balance. So I believe, and this is just my personal belief, that what's happening in the world right now is another one of those power grabs. All the way back into the ancient Romans, the greedy ones get greedy and they want more. And so they're trying to basically then call it, eliminate the lower class and have more for themselves. But then you have the rise of new innovative procedures. If, for example, if you go back to the Netherlands and you look at some of the depressions that have been there, you'll see that certain artifacts, commodities suddenly are worth a lot more. Back in, and you might not believe this is true, so go back and research it yourself. But the interesting thing is you go back and look at what they did in Holland, for example, in Netherlands, you could buy a tulip, a rose for as almost as much money as a small house. Okay. So certain commodities will change. Here's what I believe is going to happen. Now, this is not, of course, what we know is going to happen, but this is what I've studied. As I went through in the lecture, you'll find this lecture on Dr. ETV. I'll go two and a half hours. I took all of our viewers back 200 years, and I showed that 
through the 200 years, every eight to 12 years, the world goes through the economic cycle where you have expansion, contraction. Okay, expansion of the economy, contraction of the economy. The emotions are, of course, fear, indecision, and greed. Right now, I think we are at the precipice of the what's called the collapse of the fiat dollar. In 1971, President Nixon actually detached the gold standard from the US dollar. That means that although up until 1971, the amount of money printing in America, which was is printed by the Federal Reserve, which is a privately owned entity, as well as Brussels and the World Banks, the European banks, at the moment, they can print as much money as they want. And they'll just, it's not actually just printing, it's just pressing a button and they'll go, okay, 10 trillion. They'll just pop up on the screen. You and I have to pay taxes, but they can just print as much as they want. This is the current reality, okay? But before 1971, this wasn't the case. If they were to create a million dollars, back then they had to have a million dollars in gold actually stored in the vault. And now the gold standard, after Nixon removed it in 1971, they could print as much as they want. That's why they can just print and print stimulus called quantitative easing. The problem with quantitative easing, it's an artificial economy. So you just print and stimulate as much as you want, and the, the, it goes up and down. I think the whole system is going to come down pretty soon. And I think the rise of the fiat dollar, which is the fake money, the printed money, and the only reason why you can go to the cafe and give someone a piece of paper in exchange for a meal is because you will have faith that that is going to be worth something. The moment the cafe says, we don't accept fake money, it's worth nothing, isn't it? But if it's gold or if it's a perhaps a commodity, it's going to be worth something. So let me just try and make this real simple as we wrap it up. At the moment, the world is stimulated by a debt-based economy. This economy is completely unable to continue if we don't get into more and more debt. It's the first thing that happens when you're 18 years old. The bank says, would you like a credit card? Go and spend 20 grand that you don't have. Right? Modern slaves are not in chains, ladies and gentlemen. We are in debt. Okay? So at the moment, there's about 4.5 trillion in what's called base money, M1. And there's 220 to 240 trillion in debt. That's four and a half, 200 plus. The engine's going to stop. The bubble's going to pop. It's impossible that there's not going to be a collapse at some point. Because as you inflate this bubble, it gets bigger and bigger and bigger. I don't know if it's going to happen now or if it's going to happen in a year, but the bubble is going to pop. The train is going to stop. And then you're going to have a complete collapse of the current fiat system. This is why now, and I'm going to be over time, but I'm really excited about this. This is why now, if you go to the World Economic Forum, go to the World Economic Forum and look at what Klaus Schwab is, is promoting. Look at what they're promoting. The Great Reset. You will own nothing and be happy. And if you think I'm giving you some conspiracy theorists, please go to the World Economic Forum and look up their marketing campaign, The Great Reset. You will own nothing and be happy. I believe what they're preparing for is a one world economy. And then what do we do? How can we prepare? Well, maybe I'm wrong, but if I'm not, at least you would have heard this and I urge you, pay the $20 
get into Dr. ETV, get the subscription. Let me talk to you in the uncensored version. Let me take you through a two-hour lecture showing you the exact system. It's happened every eight to 11 years for over 200 years. Why do we think it's going to stop now? Right? And so in order for us to be prepared, there are three things we want to do. Okay, you might want to take a note on this and then hop into Dr. ETV and actually watch the whole thing. The first thing you want to do is obviously prepare food and water. Okay, have food and water. Store food and water. Store your food and water. What can it hurt to have three months worth of food in your house? Okay, if the water is suddenly shut off, and of course you're not drinking tap water, I know that you're smart enough not to drink toxic tap water. So I, I would imagine that you already have a really good water filter or you're purchasing water or you got access to clean spring water, but store food and water. Okay, what's the worst that can happen? Something happens and you've got food and water. If you don't, maybe something else will happen. Okay, so the first thing first, store food and water. The second thing that I'm doing, which again is not financial advice, is that I'm preparing myself with what has always had value. And we know that the Fed Reserve and the World Banks have been suppressing the value of this following asset for over a hundred years, and it's called precious metals, gold and silver. Go back in history and read what happens in Great Depressions. People are trading what? Not money, because money's not worth anything, or very little. What are they trading? Well, in, in Holland, it was tulips. But one thing that's always stood the test of time is precious metals. So do yourself a favor. This is not financial advice. But I would store up on some precious metals, some gold and some silver. Silver, particularly to trade, should something happen, and gold as a stored asset. Because then you will be safe should something happen. What has happened in the past is that people have saved up their money, and then suddenly the fiat money, the fake money has crashed. Then they've gone, holy moly, I've got 100 grand in the bank. What do I do? They go and spend it super quick. So now consumption is going up. And now, because it's not worth anything, it crashes again, okay? So I would get my hands on some precious metals. There are many places in Australia that sell precious metals. Let's put it this way. I've heard on the down low, and I've got someone that works in a mint that told me this, and I emailed them and checked, and it was accurate. The Perth Mint, which is one of the biggest producers of gold and silver in Australia, they are really short on supply. So people are picking it up. So you have the Perth Mint in Australia. You have GBA, Gold Bull in Australia, which is in Queensland. And you have another one, which also is in Melbourne and in Sydney. So get your hands on some precious metals. And then the third one that I'd really like to speak to, which I truly do believe is going to be big, is one of the very first things that are decentralized. And actually, before I talk to that, go back and look at the history of what happened in America. When there was a last time there was a depression, the government called in the gold. They said, you're not allowed to hold gold. It's illegal to hold gold. You have to sell us the gold for a fixed amount. Why would the government do something like that? Doesn't make sense unless you want to keep all the control, right? So precious metals, do your research, gold building Australia, Perth Mint, whatever, open an account, buy some silver, stick it in the safe. Maybe, just maybe that would be good for a rainy day. And have some small pieces of silver too if you need to trade it for petrol or food or whatever. And then the final part that I really want to speak to, which is really, really exciting, and for those of you who got in early, of course, this is an absolute blessing, is cryptocurrencies. 
There we know that Elon Musk has put a billion dollars in Bitcoin. Okay. We know that some of the greatest people on the earth, some of the greatest companies on the earth, Square Up is now accepting it. PayPal is accepting it. It's accepting cryptocurrencies. And people are already trading in cryptocurrencies. Why? It's decentralized. If I'm going to send you a thousand dollars, Shay, I have to actually send it via the bank. If I'm going to send you a million dollars, I'm going to be having to provide reasons for giving you money. Well, I can send you a million in, in Bitcoin and, and it's decentralized. So it's actually outside of the government control at the moment, which is why they're trying to say that only evil people and, and criminals are using it because the World Economic Forum doesn't want to lose control of the currency. So I would say without this being financial advice, I think you're about to see a collapse of the currency as we know it, a collapse of the fake fiat money, because it can't sustain anymore. It's at plus 230 trillion in debt to four and a half in base money. It doesn't, it doesn't work. It can't last. So I think you're going to see a collapse of, of the current economy as we know it. And then I was going to think you're going to see a rapid incline in the values of gold, silver, and cryptocurrencies. To give you an idea, there's a couple of coins that I use. And if you pop into getting yourself a subscription, I can actually do a video on the, the specific cryptocurrencies that I purchased, some of the altcoins that have gone up. To give you an example, like one of the coins that I bought at 0.1, that's 10 cents, is now sitting at 16.1. Okay, so you take a coin at 0.1 at 10 cents and you go from 10 cents to $16. You put even $1,000 in there, you're going to be a very happy man and woman. So I'm not saying that this is going to make you rich. It's not a get-rich-quick scheme. I'm not selling anything. I'm not offering you anything. I'm just saying, firstly, prepare food and water. It's really easy to, and you might regret it if you don't. Secondly, have some precious metals. If you feel like this resonates with you, but get some gold and silver, store it safely. And thirdly, just as importantly, look into how you can get yourself a cryptocurrency account, put some money in there and let it sit there. It's of course going to be volatile. Some of these coins go up and down 20% a day. But I have made a lot of money by putting a few coins into cryptocurrencies. So that would be my top three. Once again, thank you so much for listening. And if you want to learn more about how to walk the quantum path into life mastery, business mastery, uh, if you want to learn more about our live events or coaching or anything that we offer, go to www drespen.com that's d-r-e-s-p-e-n.com or email info at drespen.com and let's find out how we can help you take your life your business and your mission to a whole another level we'll see you next time